It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this penultimate day of January 2024. I say that because I love to use the word penultimate. It's right up there with other fun words like portmanteau. All English majory and stuff. Yeah, hi, I'm Robin. It is Titanic Tuesday on the horn. And if you should happen to pop by the... Mary Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza that is the Horn Chat Room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. Well, you will be greeted by the early arrivers, who in this case happen to be Ralphs and Squeaky, and who are both, along with myself, capably moderated, by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger, in Oregon. Like I said, it is Titanic Tuesday on the Horn. And we had a lot we had a lot of counsel for the parking garage news yesterday. And I regret to inform you there is more counsel for a part for the parking garage news today. As Alina Havana, 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 Havana figures out just how deep in the brown and stinky she is. She'd rather be pretty than smart, you know? Remember? Alright. <laughs> so we will be dealing with that. Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, however, and this program is no different. And so, consequently, I thank you. Uh, 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 well, I thank uh, our PayPal and Patreon subscribers most kindly. Thanks going out today to um, to uh, Dave and the Blind. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so very much for being a partial sponsor of the program. And, uh, well, program note, I've been saying all along that uh, I might not be here tomorrow. I don't know yet. I will do everything in my power 
to be here in time for airtime tomorrow. I'd like to spend my birthday with y'all. I think that would be fun. You know, having a hissy over whatever the madness of the day is. Uh, but if I'm not, I wanted to make sure that we got our thank yous out to our Patreon subscribers. So we will do that at this point in time. Thank you very kindly to my dear sister, Miss Terry. And thank you to Theo in Oregon. And best wishes, Theo. You know what I'm talking about. Thank you to Randy Radar. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you to Janice. And thank you to Jake in Columbus. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Bernadette out in Humboldt. Thank you, Mike in Cascadia. Thank you to Michael of the Guffins. Thank you, Jeff in Slow. Thank you to Kay. And thank you to Andrea. Thank you so much to James, a uh, subscriber of long standing. Thank you, James. And thank you, Aaron. Thank you to Annette, who's also been a longtime Patreon subscriber. Thank you, uh, Joanne. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Vernon in San Diego. Kat in Ohio. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, KW. Thank you to Irwin in Montana. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Horst in Taiwan. Thank you to Robin. Different Robin. Thank you to Terrace, and thank you to Brother Deacon Asa, and thank you to Jeremy in Vermont. That is the full list of our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to be in that happy crowd, uh, it's real easy. Just go to headon.live, click on Contribute, and you'll find the Patreon link there. I still have to do some... There are things I need to do, and I'll, I will work on them later. But thank you uh, thank you so much for being partial sponsors of the program. Uh, remember, Patreon uh, subscriptions come out on the first day of the month. If you just would rather have it come out on the day you subscribe, you can run over to headon.live, the main page there, click on the PayPal button, say make this a recurring monthly payment, donation, whatever the language is. And you can set it and forget it. So, where do we stand? Here's the answer. We stand at $1,130 to finish the month of January fully funded as we go into our 20th anniversary month. Thank you so much to everyone who keeps this little independent, non-commercial, not driven by any sort of profit motive program going. Thank you. Uh, it is, as I said, the penultimate day of January. Tomorrow we'll see the end of January. And then Friday we'll see Groundhog Day. Uh, I'm going to find me a groundhog and put, uh, like, horse racing blinkers on him so he can't see his shadow. I'm sick of this. It, it hasn't even been that bad a winter. But still, ugh, and knock wood for it not having been that bad of a winter. Let's see, do the table and the head. Yeah, one of them's bound to be wood. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm just craving spring. Rumor has it we might see the sun a week from Saturday. Well, a girl can hope. 
but be that as it may, I will try to get home tomorrow so that we can we can hang out together tomorrow evening. Uh, I apologize. Look, I I apologize for being a little you know a little bit off my game yesterday. I was dealing with something that happened over the weekend. Some of you know some, yeah. and it just kind of got in my head. And well, trying to get better. Um, made it made a made another step today toward making sure that I can be safe. Um, I toddled over to the Social Security office and made my name change official with them and changed my gender marker. I know it's, it should have happened a long time ago, but uh, so that means um, roughly a week from now I can apply for my passport and I'll probably see that in oh long about the first day of spring or St. Patty's Day or thereabouts. But it will provide some relief. Um, uh, we've got more of that kind of news. I'll try to. I'll try not to uh, get lost in that. Instead, focusing on stuff that really matters, namely, uh, well, Eugene Carroll and the perpetual screw-ups of counsel for the parking garage. And whatever it is that uh, we're going to do in the world's largest toilet, I'm talking, of course, about the Middle East. And see, uh, just see where that gets us on this Titanic Tuesday. Uh, we had uh, we had action in the uh, derp controlled House of Representatives today. We'll probably get at that as well. I, I I rose early this morning because I wanted to get off and running uh, on my little my little. Uh, administrative errands. No, I could not do it online. It doesn't work that way here. So I had to go to Beckley. But uh, I caught a little bit of my filthy morning habit. And I, I, I don't know I don't know if the host of that program has been hanging out with uh, uh, Miss Lady G. Miss Lindsay, uh, in her latest, his latest, sorry, sorry about the pronoun, Lens, uh, a spasm of butchness about wanting to attack Iran. But every now, you know, you, you see, well, it's like some sort of religious pilgrim, two steps forward and one step back. And Joe really, really had his warmonger on this morning. I don't know if anybody else saw it. Ah, yes. Well, thank, you. thank you, Flavio. You are in fact correct. If we want to use the language of the ancients, 
Uh, yes, that is appropriate. Uh, the Middle East, says Flavio. The word is cloaca. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a sewer. Uh, the uh, great, uh, the uh, great sewer in ancient Rome. Oh my God! Is Stephen New York listening? No, no, it's too soon. It's too soon, Roxanne. Quit. No. Uh, the cloaca maxima. The biggest and bestest sewer. It's what the Romans called the sewers. Yeah. Dumped right into the Tiber, which is why years ago when I was there, they told us that the Romans lovingly referred to the Tiber as the Blonde River of Rome. Oh, the things that stay with us. But it was it was funny watching uh, watching Joe Scarborough uh, take the steps backward to turn into a war hawk Republican again. And it took both David Ignatius and, uh, and and Richard Haas to try to get him off the ledge. No, Joe, we can't. There are people who live in Tehran who would like to be rid of the mullahs. They want to be able to wear blue jeans. The women want to be able to go back to the reasonably civilized days of the Shah, you know, if you were lucky enough not to have his filthy secret police carry you off and, you know, hook jumper cables to your genitals and the other end to a battery or something. Uh, no, but women could women could move freely, attend university. They didn't have to cover their filthy, ungodly hair lest they tempt the 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 the, the, the beards who were busy studying the Quran and the Hadiths and would otherwise be distracted by all the femininity of women with uncovered hair. I wish I was kidding. Those disgusting dudes you could strain lunch out of their... Never mind. Uh, But no, Haas and Ignatius explained, Joe, we don't want to bomb those people. Those people want Western-style democracy. And all it will do is drive them into the arms of the mullahs, even though they don't want to go. But doggone it, Joe Scarborough wanted to... Oh, he wanted to bomb something so bad. I mean... You... God, it, it actually reminded me of something. It did. It reminded me of a scene from The West Wing. Uh, oh, good. I'm not alone. Mike in Cascadia said, Warmonger, Neocon Joe. I heard Joe today. He said we'd be done with Iran in a matter of weeks. How many times have we heard that? Putin believed that he'd conquer Ukraine in a matter of weeks. Was Joe a big proponent of Iraq? Does he not remember Iraq? Oh, memories memories fade and recede into the dim mists of time, Mike, when 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 there are thoughts of bloody shirts and boys and girls marching off to Wars of futility. Now, 
cooler heads are prevailing. The Biden administration, and thank heaven the Biden administration is in, is in charge right now, you know, grown-ups and all, has said, uh, we have our targets selected, and we will act in our own time. It's not like we're going to telegraph the targets. But the yeah, warmonger's going to warmonger. Joe got so het up, and this is this is what makes this uh, this is what makes this Titanic Tuesday worthy. Uh, he was talking about the maggots, and, and it was it's it's a fair criticism. I I, I associate with him my, myself with his remarks in this regard. Uh, But he, he was so caught up. He was so caught up in his desire for a blood frenzy that he kind of lost track of the planet. It may, you know what? It may be my fault. Sometimes, and I said this yesterday. Sometimes there's something about the Middle East that reminds me of the words of Bismarck. The whole of the Balkans is not worth the bones of one Pomeranian grenadier. Well, Joe had his war on and he was really mad at the maggots who are holding up, holding up funding for Ukraine. And he said, I certainly hope you're proud of yourselves when your grandchildren are asking you how it was that that, that, that Ukraine had Vladimir Putin stopped, but then y'all quit funding the war, and the next thing you know, he had taken all of the Balkan states. Not kidding. You can probably go to MSNBC and find the... It was my fault. Hey, Joe. Hey, Mika. I know I pick on you a little bit, Joe, but it's only because you're cute. Uh... <laughs> But he did. He said, Vladimir Putin will be done with Ukraine and he'll have control of the whole Balkans. And I, of course, at that point in time, it may be early, but I'm, I'm, I'm awake. I'm going, no, Joe, no. It's the Baltic states, not the Balkan states. Putin's not going after Albania and Macedonia. He's not going after Serbia. So a little confusion there between your Albania and your Macedonia and your Serbia and your Kosovo and and and, and the actual Balkan states, Lithuania, Estonia, Estonia, dude, stop that. It's 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 a make it, it's it's a mistake anybody could make. Tomato tomato. It's really not. Listen, here's how you remember the difference between Balkans and Baltic. The Balkans are where the First World War started. That's where Gavilo Prinkips 
managed to blow away Archduke Franz Ferdinand and through the entire the entirety of Europe and their colonial possessions into a horrible blood frenzy that was just a, a an over militarized version of family feud because it was cousins fighting cousins well they weren't fighting they were royalty but you get the point on the other hand if you want to remember what the baltics are you remember that that's the cheap real estate on the monopoly board okay that's your oriental avenue your connecticut avenue and your baltic avenue they're the they're the baltic squares I got that right? I think I do. So, yeah, that. Oh, thank you, Ralphs. Uh, there's a $25 challenge on the table, courtesy of Ralphs, for Alina Habana 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 trying to suggest an association between Lewis Kaplan and Roberta Kaplan, Lewis Kaplan being the, US, uh, the highly respected U.S. Uh, uh, district judge, and Roberta Kaplan, being the highly respected plaintiff's lawyer in New York who recently cleaned Donald Trump's clock. Alina Habana 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 filed a motion for a new trial or directed verdict or something. She's not sure. Remember, she has no business in a courtroom. For that matter, she has no business in a food court. But she made a serious allegation of a conflict of interest because she claimed, based on a report in the New York Post, frankly, anyone citing the New York Post, I mean, even when I've got a juicy New York Post story, the first things out of my mouth are, y'all, this is from the New York Post. But uh, I'm sure Nitwit Nero, who pours over its pages every day or has someone read it to him. Uh, it's all the story. It is. There's a conflict of interest because there was this dumbass story. I mean, it's Titanic Tuesday, right? Titanic right-wing attempts at intellect. There was a story in the New York Post that said, Roberta Kaplan was mentored by Lewis Kaplan 30 years ago. And I don't think either one of them remembers the other. They were, they did spend two years at a, at a, at a, at a great big firm in New York City. And those firms are so big. Steve in New York, if he's listening, can confirm. Uh, it's like going to a high school with 4,000 kids in it and being expected, and, and the freshmen being expected to know all the seniors. It ain't going to happen. So, yeah, Roberta Kaplan and Lewis Kaplan were at the same firm 30 years ago. And honestly, Roberta Kaplan said she can't even remember meeting him. No offense, of course. Uh, which then occasioned Roberta Kaplan to say, uh, or right, uh, listen, Your Honor, we just got wind of this, and we reserve the right to sue the living bee Jesus out of Alina uh, Havana 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 and her client on whose behalf 
she speaks. And you can you can almost imagine uh, the, the uh, pretty uh, rather be pretty than smart counsel going. Fuck! We're getting sued again. This time I may be in it. Well, we all know what MAGA stands for, don't we? More attorneys getting attorneys. Which then in ca- then occasioned counsel for the parking garage to uh, send off a quick missive, missive to Judge Kaplan and say, uh, well, no, I, I haven't said anything. Uh, I was only... Oh, Jesus. I was only talking about something that, that was published in the New York Post. Girlfriend. Did nobody ever at that, did, did anybody at that dime store law school you went to ever teach you that repeating a libel just continues the liability therefore? I mean, this, this ain't... This ain't the rule against perpetuities, y'all. She couldn't craft a rat writ writ for a rat and provide lawful service of same. Lawyer Daggett, she ain't. So there's a $25 challenge courtesy of Ralph's uh, for Alina Havana Havana Havana's Lightest screw up. And now I think we're pretty much done with that. Uh, and we can move on from counsel for the parking garage. Uh, but so it's my fault. Uh, morning, Joe producers. Hi. I don't know which one of you it is, but love you all. Uh, it's fun doing that whole. Uh, broadcast news thing where I say it here and it comes out there. It's absolutely delightful. But I referenced the Balkans, not the Baltic states, but bless bless his heart, your boss was on, you know, he dead burnt bodies hopping up and down yelling, kill, kill, I want to see veins in my teeth. And even two eminent globalist international diplomacy types like David Ignatius and and, and, and Richard Haas were having a hard time. Joe, Joe, come in off the ledge. You don't even smoke. What's the fun? There's no fun out there. You can't flick cigarette butts onto the head of the maggots and watch their little red hats go up in flames. But seeing him, seeing him throw that fit, And, yeah, Todd was apparently there this morning. Hi, Todd. Wow, (laughs) Todd says, apparently Jehoshaphat was very obvious about his geopolitical shortcomings and true roots. I saw it, too. Yelp. Yelp, 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 yelp. Definitely, yelp. Yeah, that's another thing. This one's on you. You know, you... Todd, you've got a couple of things going for you these days, one of which is he ain't going to make it. And I think more and more people are, you know how Nitwit Nero did. More and more people are calling their bookie <laughs> and betting I'm not going to make it. And 
you're also responsible for Jehoshaphat. And I take a certain amount of joy. And I know Todd will. I mean, just think about it. The producers and the editors and the people who do the graphics and whatnot and write and the writers and they probably quietly refer to him as Jehoshaphat now. Mika, hon, call him Jehoshaphat someday. Just, oh, Jehoshaphat, dinner's ready. Or, actually, y'all are millionaires. Oh, Jehoshaphat, it's time for our dinner at 21. Is 21 still a going concern? I think it is. We know from the Trump trial that Elaine's isn't. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, that's that's all. And I was just having to... But uh, seeing him get his warmonger on reminded me, because, you know, one of the... Probably the best political drama ever to air on television was The West Wing. Although I am hearing, and y'all told me... Uh, who was it? That, uh, it, was, it was Steve in Georgistan who said, you have to watch The Diplomat, and we're going to do it. Although, from the Department of Day Late and a Dollar Short, Annette and I, last night, finally decided to watch Yellowstone. So we've got the very first episode of the very first season of Yellowstone under our belts, and gosh, it seems compelling. No spoilers. But the West Wing was a brilliant program, you know, Aaron Sorkin and all that, and Martin Sheen playing President Josiah Bartlett, being a badass president like a lot of us wanted back then and still do. And oddly enough, uh, Joe Biden is getting close. But there was a scene in which some Americans had been killed over in the... Uh, uh, Western Asian Cloaca Maxima. Now, see, if Nitwit Nero was a little smarter, he would have used that one instead of shithole countries. Because the Cloaca Maxima is, in fact, a shithole. But the thing is, I got the sense this morning that uh, Jehoshaphat was channeling his inner Josiah Bartlett in his desire to avenge America. Be forewarned. The audio quality on this is not awesome. But it all comes across. This is, uh, this is Leo talking to his boss, the President of the United States. What do you need, Leo? Well, you've gone through everyone who works for you and everyone who's married to you. I didn't know who else you could get mad at, so I was afraid the American people might be next. Oh, by the way, when we're done here, you're sending Abby some flowers. Did you know that 2,000 years ago, a Roman citizen could walk across the face of the known world free of the fear of molestation. He could walk across the earth unharmed. You can see why this came to mind, right? 
You do know that 2,000 years ago, a Roman citizen could... Uh, Stephen, New York, I, I kind of hope you aren't listening. Because if you are, you're kicking furniture and throwing things. Not this early, Roxanne! Bond, cloaked only in the protection of the word civis romanus. I am a Roman citizen. So great was the retribution of Rome, universally understood as certain, should any harm befall even one of its citizens. Where was Morris's protection, or anybody else on that airplane? Where is the retribution for the families? And where is the warning to the rest of the world that Americans shall walk this earth unharmed, lest the clenched fist of the most mighty military force in the history of mankind comes crashing down on your house? In other words, Leo, what the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. In fact, I'm not 100% sure it hasn't induced it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about 286 American Marines in Beirut. I'm talking about Somalia. I'm talking about Nairobi. And you think ratcheting up the body count's going to act as a deterrent? You're doing oh, you are just as stupid as these guys who think capital punishment's going to be a deterrent for drug kingpins. As if drug kingpins didn't live their day-to-day -day lives under the possibility of execution. And their executions are a lot less dainty than ours and tend to take place without the bother and expense of due process. So, my friend, if you want to start using American military strength as the arm of the Lord, you can do that. We're the only superpower left. You can conquer the world, like Charlemagne. But you better be prepared to kill everyone. And you better start with me, because I will raise up an army against you, and I will beat you. He had a ten-day-old baby at home. I know. We are doing nothing. We are not doing nothing. Destroy Four high-rated military targets? And this is good? Of course it's not good. There is no good. It's what there is. It's how you behave if you're the most powerful nation in the world. It's proportional. It's reasonable. It's responsible. It's merciful. It's not nothing. Four high-rated military targets. Which is all we build again in six months. Then we'll blow them up again in six months. We're getting really good at it. Ta-da! We're getting really good at it. Curiously enough, I said that several years ago, that if the... If the terrorists are trying to kill a whole bunch of Americans, they're really bad at it. They weren't even particularly good at it. I'm, I'm not being unsympathetic, but... Uh, they weren't even particularly good at it on 9-11. On the other hand... They killed 3,000 of ours. We killed a million of theirs, plus. a More than a million. What a dumb, 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 dumb strategy. And, you know, look, we're, we're watching it play out all over the place. We talked, what, a couple of weeks ago about the cemeteries that Bibi Netanyahu's psychosis has caused to be raised in Gaza. Um, well, now, 
the the latest there is that they well we did that to the cemeteries because there was a tunnel underneath it. Oops. Uh, it it uh, it was a week after being stone cold busted in on in uh, international television by CNN that uh, it, it took them it took them a week to dummy it up. But the Israeli military said, "No, no, no! There's a tunnel." And they took CNN into a tunnel near the Bani Suhaila Cemetery, and what they said was an underground command center under the cemetery but they said oh no you can't see the part that's really under the cemetery because it's got sensitive double secret probation stuff in it and it might collapse be terrible if it collapsed on on you fucking journalists And then CNN did some journalism and used some drone footage provided by the IDF. And then CNN geolocated the tunnel entrances and compared it with stuff that they had, video that they had shot on the ground. And, well, no, no. Uh, neither of the two entrances were related to the cemeteries. Nah, it was just erasure. So we got that. Uh, Lee, Where do the well-heeled eat in New York now? 21 closed in 2020? How pathetically ironic. The Stork Club? The Rainbow Room? I mean, where? Lee also informing me that uh, Onan, the network that spills its news upon the ground, threw a hissy about the New York Post giving attention to Taylor Swift. Those leftists at the New York Post. It would be comical, blah, 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 blah. Uh, hi, Cynthia. Hope your birthday was wonderful. Cynthia said, uh, uh, I, I'm surprised the maggot bigots even claim to give a damn. Cynthia says, it's going to rain tomorrow, but I need to, and I need to get outside and get a few things done, so I'll have to stream the rest of the show later. But, you know, the three soldiers who were killed were all black. Yes. Do those racist fucking bigots know that? Will they still care when they find out, or will they just say, never mind? Or will they ignore those soldiers just so they can get their war on? Anyway, I look at it, you know, they're warmongering hysterics or anything but pure. Maybe they're just looking at the money they can make for it. From it. That's always a motive. Interesting that uh, you would raise the issue, however, 
because uh, there's a little something about that in uh, the stuff I've gathered up for the program this evening. For it, necessarily, we go to Fox News TV Radio Rwanda and a genius there declaring that, no, uh, that drone that slipped through the defenses, that drone didn't kill those three black soldiers. Oh, get the hockey puck. Get the duct tape. Because otherwise you'll be howling. Titanic intellect indeed. And that is the kind of thing, strategically, we have to deter those, and it's the weakness that invites that aggression. Oh, gosh, that sounds awfully warmongery. Uh, that's August Fluga, a Repiglican from Texas, and uh, who holds a seat on the House Homeland Security Committee. August does. Herr Fluger. It's kind of tough to pronounce that little P there at the beginning before the F, but you know, you can do it and you can. Fluger. Just Fluger. And, 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 and so, well, he was talking to Maria Bartiromo. When he began explaining away the deaths of Sergeant William Jerome Rivers and Specialist Kennedy uh, Ladon Sanders and Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffat, you know, you know what killed him, right? Because it wasn't, it wasn't the drone. Oh, this makes my little pumpkin hate hurt. Well, maybe they're focused too much on DEI. There's a concern at the FBI because they're dropping the FBI special agent requirements in the name of DEI. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm just wondering, just asking questions. You know, it seems to work for those boys over on the Joe Rogaine program. Just asking questions, jacking off on air. Well, I'm going to try it here, too, says Maria Bartiromo if that has anything to do with missing an important drone that just killed three of our heroes, Congressman. Right, right. Because, see, uh, if... Oh, well played, Emilio. Mein Fluger! I can walk! <sighs> so if Joe Biden... If Joe Biden's Pentagon hadn't had all that DEI, those black soldiers wouldn't have been there, and that drone wouldn't have gotten through. Everybody knows black soldiers can't stop drones. Somebody get Tommy Tuberville on the blower. Of course, if... Uh, If the coffee's not hot enough, Maria Bartiromo will blame DEI. 
Oh, the stupidity, the stupidity, the stupidity. Breathtaking, you know. Uh, thank you, Charles, for jumping in on Ralph's Alina Havana, Havana, Havana challenge. I can happily announce that we are now down to, uh, let's see, 1095. 1095 to finish fundraising for the month of January and finish fully funded. It's really actually pretty damned important that we do so, especially you know, beginning a new year. Oh, I know, Ralphs. Ralphs says, oh, my God, Maria's voice is so whining. I know. It makes my stupid whiny uh, voice crack and voice sound positively mellifluous. There's another, there's another word to add to portmanteau and penultimate and... Uh, I understand, Lee. Lee in New York. Don't blame me. I didn't make twenty. I didn't make twenty-one club clothes. As to the tunnel under the cemetery, uh, Steve in New York said, "I thought they dug them up because they were looking for the bodies of dead hostages." Ah, they ran that one up. They ran that one up the flagpole, Stephen. Nobody saluted, so they 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 resorted to. The tunnels were under the cemeteries. Next, it'll be, uh, I don't know. Uh, BB said he thought he lost his wallet there. Ugh. Uh, Ralph says, oh, an Israeli commandos invaded a hospital and killed uh, three people they said were Hamas, who may have just been Palestinians. Yeah. And Lee adds, uh, the Balkan states, Putin also wants the Baltic and Balkan states if we sit back and watch. Well, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do a lot. I mean, you got you got Serbia, and they're they're Russia aligned, and and then there's Viktor Orban in Hungary, and he wants to be functionally uh, he he wants to be uh, Marshal Tito to Putin's Stalin. So there's that. You see, you see, you see what kind of day this is. There's, there is so breathtakingly much stupid going on. And I, I knew this had to happen. Sooner or later, but here we are. 
uh, it's our it's our uh, it's our buddy Chip Roy of Gonorrhea Gulch, Texas. Who has now found the the perfect comparison to the United States Supreme Court ruling that he doesn't like? Regarding the southern border. The invasion language has taken hold. Because the word invasion appears in, oh, what is it, the Tenth Amendment? And Greg Asbot is repelling an invasion. You know, invasions usually in, involve armies. Um, and guns. and body. Look, Chip, you might be old enough. Go rent the original, not the remake. It sucked. But go rent the original Red Dawn. Because that had, I mean, that, that had... That had commie Cubans backed by their Russian puppet masters pouring across the Rio Grande. Uh, in, in, in fact, it was an invasion. Remember, that's where we... Wolverines! <sighs> what a jackass. But now, in a hearing today, he said he's got to defend Texas. He's gonna not gonna let no statute books keep him from defending Texas. Those statute books, just in case anybody's wondering, and I know you're not. Those statute books are called laws. So he's not gonna let no laws stop him from defending Texas. Don't mess with Texas. And so there were questions inside the hearing when Chip Roy decided to polish up his constitutional history chops And said a really, really, really stupid thing. And honestly, I was kind of waiting for this. It, it was bound to come around. Look, I, I don't need to go into this, but just for the sake of, well, if you're new to the program or whatever. Look, a case, a federal case, don't make a federal case of it, starts in, generally speaking, in the United States District Court for whatever district of whatever jurisdiction. One side or the other, aggrieved by the District Court's decision, will then appeal the case to the United States Circuit Court of Appeals for the relevant district. So far, so good. 
Whoever isn't happy about that will then take the case to the Supreme Court, and if it is of sufficient merit, the Supreme Court will agree to hear it upon a petition for certiorari and rule, which is what happened in the recent case involving Greg Asbot's terribly, terribly butch, terribly, terribly unconstitutional effort to put razor wire on the Texas-Mexico border in violation of, what is it, the Eighth Amendment, Stephen New York? Which gives control of the borders and security to the federal government preemptively. And it's all just performative, it's transactional, it's it's no it's no more legitimate than the stripper who looks at the dude at the dude bro uh, in in the strip joint and says, "No, honey, I think you're handsome." And so, while barking and grunting away in a committee hearing in the House today, um, Chip Roy. As to be expected, he of Syphilis Springs, Texas, cited, and I'm surprised it took this long, Dred Scott versus Sanford. Now, the reason he cited it, it's not the stated reason he cited it, but the reason he cited it was because the Dred Scott decision was basically the Supreme Court setting the stage for what would become the Civil War. So, uh, Chip Roy got into it with Omar Jadwat, who heads the Immigrants' Rights Project at the American Civil Liberties Union, And he was uh, and, and uh, he was addressing the question of whether the governors of the several states could preempt the federal preemption, nullify the federal preemption. That's the word we're looking for: nullification. Nullify the federal preemption of states trying to set border policy a la carte and ad hoc. Now, answering Chip Roy of Herpes Holler, Texas's question, Omar Jadwat said, again, 150 years of Supreme Court precedent says that states do not have the authority to take immigration matters into their own hands. And that was what, that was, that was what piqued the ire of Chip Roy, noted defender of African-American rights and vociferous opponent of slavery today. Was Dred Scott a good opinion that we should follow? Chip Roy had, of course, taken a plastic plastic picnic knife to a howitzer battle. And Omar Jadwat said, 
we're not talking about Dred Scott here. No government has the authority to override that Supreme Court precedent. But, like Jehoshaphat this morning, baptized in the righteousness of his fury, Chip Roy, dribbling Dick Texas, doubled down. Because he's the chairman of that committee. Yeah, what amount? Oh, oh my goodness, the performative butchness was absolutely filling the room. What amount of death or destruction among the people of Texas or any other state is sufficient to say that the state should take action? A little bit later, Representative Becca Ballant of Vermont, a Democrat, said, With all due respect to Chairman Roy, I believe his call for Texas to ignore the Supreme Court is an endorsement of lawlessness and chaos. Which is exactly what it was. I ain't going to let no statute books keep me from protecting my beloved Texas. In other words, in saying that, a man who had sworn to uphold the Constitution of the Supreme Court, whose provisions had been favorably interpreted toward the Biden administration by the Supreme Court, said that regardless of the oath that he, Chip Roy of Syphilis Springs, Texas, had taken to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, uh, that he was going to go outlaw. Because when you're not going to be stopped by no statute books, you've declared yourself outside the law, which is another way of saying outlaw. Well... When razor wire is outlawed, only outlaws will have razor wire. Now, I'm not saying it's a one-to-one -one analog, but this is the kind of dipshittery that the United States heard all through the 1850s and all the way up to uh, 1861. I'm not saying it's coming. I'm not. I, I certainly don't want it. I mean. God, uh, God knows the keyboard warriors of Meal Team 6 with their bloused pockets stuffed with uh, dollar menu burgers do. Uh, no, I, I, got them, I, got, I got cheeseburgers from McDonald's because, you know, there was that movie a while back where that feller set out a McDonald's cheeseburger on his, on, on his dresser table and, and left it there for a month, and it didn't rot. That means you can probably eat McDonald's cheeseburgers from now on. Probably better than any MRE. Man. Hey, uh, probably missed the thesis of that documentary. It was called Supersize Me. In which the auteur noted that having eaten McDonald's nothing but McDonald's every day for a month, that it came perilously close to absolutely ruining his health. But when it comes to Meal Team 6, I don't think you can really ruin their health. They took care of that long before they 
strapped uh, strapped on their cheeseburgers. And so Greg Asbot is continuing to defy the law of the state of Texas and the law of the United States, frankly. Equally butch Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick yesterday said, Well, here in Texas, we're going to keep putting obstacles up. And I mentioned earlier that they're all... Uh, I, I said the Tenth Amendment. No, no, no. They're all head up and uh, bloodthirsty over Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution of the United States, and it says that no state may engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. There's no imminent danger in Texas. And there's no invasion. Desperate people trying to flee desperate circumstances, some of which the United States had a hand in creating, not saying, just saying. Well, uh, it's not it's not it's not the strong limb they think they're out on. It's rather a it's rather a fragile little reed. Another of the witnesses in that hearing was Christopher Hadjik. He's with the Immigration Reform Law Institute. If it's got reform in it, it probably means it's fascist. And it, it, tossing a big word salad right in front of the right in front of the committee, he said, uh, "The Biden administration is attempting to accomplish the opposite of the purpose of federal immigration law." And uh, uh, Jerry Nadler, bless his heart, said, uh, why don't you give me a working definition of invasion there, Christopher Hadjik? Our obligatory St- Star Trek reference for the evening. Hadjik! 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 Ha 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 ha! Sorry. Uh, so when Nadler pressed him for a definition, he came armed with a federal court ruling that said the only way a state can respond is if they are confronted by a military incursion. Christopher Hadrick, not to be <sighs> gainsaid, well, uh, uh, courts that have said that in my belief are wrong. People like Mary Gay Scanlon of PA 
referred to this whole performative shenanigan as a crackpot legal theory, an attempt to subvert constitutional order for political purposes. And she went on and said, House Republicans want a grandstand in camo at the Rio Grande ahead of the 2024 election. Um, Congresswoman Scanlon, I think you're entirely correct. May I just suggest a little bit better wording? Instead of grandstanding in camo, the word you're looking for, ma'am, is cosplaying in camo. Meanwhile, Omar Jadwa, remember him? He said that uh, states claiming they can supersede the United States' power to maintain the border to nullify that constitutional power is profoundly dangerous. In particular, he said, when you think about the term invasion, it paints the so-called invaders as violent, and even more so, it authorizes violence against those people. So we, I mean, I I want to be careful how I deal with this because I'm not going to join in in the join in with the right-wing weirdos. Oh, so the second civil war is coming. No, it isn't. It's just that they want it. But time after time after time after time, we see that every... Looney Tunes, crackpot, nut job, white wing, maggot, uh, constitutional, legal <clears throat> theory is nothing but a dog returning to its vomit. Yes, we just went after dinner in the central standard time zone and Joy's breakfast and billable snack. You thought you were safe, didn't you? But it's, it's all just nullification. And there is no validity to the nullification argument. There wasn't when Andrew Jackson was threatening to hang South Carolinians for it. There wasn't when 300 and some odd thousand traitors died having attacked their own country. And there isn't now. Plain and simple. So I said earlier we got down to 1095 and Charles jumped back in and got us down to 1075. So thanks to Ralphs for the challenge and thank you to thank you to Charles. It would be great to have a little uh, for Charles and Ralphs to have some company. Uh, that means we're 100 and. $75 away from being fully funded for last week. 
last week. In this particular instance, last Friday. With today's program and tomorrow's program, fingers crossed that I'm here uh, to go. So PayPal button, head on dot live, Patreon button under the contribute tab. And we do need it. We really do. And uh, uh, Chip Roy of Dribbling Dick, Texas, was not the only member of the majority in the House who was uh, getting his inner historian on. No, no. uh, Another member of the Maggot Caucus felt the rumblings of history and this is even derpier than the last one It's just so dumb. John Adams is the historical figure in question this time. Homeland Security Committee. In which... Members there basically fessed up and said, "Uh, we ain't got no high crimes and misdemeanors on the president. Right. So, with that in mind... A Republican maggot by the name of Representant Josh Brechin, B-R-E-C-H-E-E-N, Brechin, I got nothing. Except the fact that he's from Oklahoma, Stan, which means he's a complete and utter dumbass. No, no aspersions cast on the good and decent people of Oklahoma, Stan, but the people who aren't good and decent of Oklahoma, Stan, keep sending... Dumbasses like Josh Brickchin uh, to the uh, to, to the government, and he went full nutter. All of us who know what we uh, know that we did not have a king implemented in our government, our governance. That is really what we are doing. When we allow that ideology to be pervasive, to allow the executives how to enforce what to enforce you granted them the ability to become a king damned ironic considering he's a supporter of nitwit nero who wants to be maximum trump for life that flies in the face of party politics 
We do not have a king. Think about what John Adams said. He was on a roll at this point. We are to be a government of law, not of men. What is he talking about? He is talking about the rule of law. Think about what his cousin Samuel Adams, who by the way was a smuggler, just saying. Critical race theory! His cousin Samuel Adams said that neither the wisest constitution or the wisest of laws will secure the liberty and happiness of people whose manners are universally corrupt. Don't you think it is quite ironic? And then, and I thought, I thought I was the queen of the non sequitur. No, I have been bested and I am woman enough to admit it when I am. Because representing Brachine just put this one in the derpy cheap seats. We will go through these hurdles all day long and you have a right to bog this process down. But we are dot and tittle to make sure that we adhere to it and that we will be respected by the chairman. We are defending someone who refuses to play by the rules. And that Alanis Morissette song from my youth is coming up isn't it ironic, don't you think? Dude has a brow ridge you could serve drinks on. Alanis Morissette and John Adams. Great googly moogly. What's next? Um... Thomas Jefferson and Lou Reed? No, that makes sense. Uh, Abraham Lincoln and the Sex Pistols. Well, we don't know. We don't know, Emilio. Emilio wants to know, has Lindsey Graham achieved happiness? Well, I think he's at least perfuding it. Proud of that. As to nullification in the Civil War, uh, Flavio says, someone said, you lose your shit over Taylor Swift, you're certainly not ready for Civil War. Sit down, Cletus, or something to that effect. Again, when born, an elephant, a baby elephant, weighs 250 pounds, making it the biggest baby on planet Earth with the exception of maggots having a hissy over Taylor Swift attending a football game. Ironic 
Don't you think it is quite ironic? Marge lost her shit today. Then again, it's just a day that ends in Y. But let's uh, let's run over to the stress line, see who we've got as we make our mad dash to try to finish January fully funded. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello? Todd! Rodney? How the hell are you? Mm, let me check. Yo! Right. Pulse? Yeah. Got a pulse? <laughs> you had a hell of a nerve. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm in a so, I'm, it's Titanic Tuesday, Todd. You should know by now. I'm in a silly mood. You read this much dumbassery and you can't help but be. It's, it's a bit much, isn't it? It's a lot. Uh, let me, can I ask you, uh, let me ask you, can, I, want, I would like to ask you a personal question. These are always nerve-wracking, okay. but do go ahead. We're buddies. Don't get, yeah, don't get too nervous, but it's, you know, it, it is a little bit sensitive. Uh, and I, I just, just don't just ask, came up. Just, just, just don't ask me about my bow. Okay. Well, this question was provoked with something you said in the last few minutes. But I, I just wanted to know if, if you had attended the Jeffrey Bodine School for Public Speaking. I am. Yes, I am. I'm a. I'm an. I'm an alum. <laughs> I'm an alumna emerita. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Bob Jones, like it got Ebonic school, right? It's I like studied, I, I, yes, Ebonic. yes, I, I, stu I studied in Vilnius, Macedonia. <laughs> oh, shit. I know. But, it's been a silly day. Well, you know what, though, on a serious tip, seriously. Um, whoever is, is around or near or him or whatever in the in the Josephette six degrees of separation, they've they've been uh, pulling stuff for I, I would say three years. How, how long would you say? So you mean from this program? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 saw, I saw it earlier. When I saw it this morning, I wish I had a clip, but I don't. But when I saw it this morning, I heard him say Balkans, and I was like, shit. I had no idea last night. I should have said it. The password is Balkans. They're almost going verbatim. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's almost going verbatim. This, it's just get, it, I mean, it's so, I, I don't know how you, that's my question. How do you, it's your program, but. How do you feel about it? That, I mean, I think it's, it doesn't matter what I think. How do well, you feel? I mean, about I'm just sitting there. I'm just sitting there through the day, and every now and then my brain itches, and I scratch it, and next thing you know, that's going to be the next coming trend on TikTok. Uh, girlfriends asking boyfriends, how often do you think about Otto von Bismarck? 
What with the blue with the gimpy arm? Uh, was there a gimpy arm? Yeah, Bismarck had a gimpy arm. He used to compensate for it. Yeah, he he, he yeah he was in wounded in battle. And uh, I'm sorry, you know what I mean. But this this business, I mean, I think it's funny. This the stuff we talk about is like, oh, you know why they keep doing it though? They keep doing it because the accuracy rate of this program is better than you know these high paid people. I mean, I screw up now and then. Um, I had I had one that was pretty good in the last week or so. I forget which what it was, but yeah. That's that's what I maintain. Now, now we did think that you know that they were going to crash, uh, you know, let, let the government shut down. But that's that's not over. And this no, is not no, 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 Todd, that bet has not been called. Just like they haven't called the, just like they haven't called the bet on insurrectionist number six, co-conspirator number six. Oh, I want to take back my bet too. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I want to withdraw if I can, I, since there's no money on the table yet. Um, I still believe that Boris Epstein. I, I I now I now suspect that he is actually Trump's Russian handler. That's why he's so close to him. But he, but but uh, wait, are you are you saying that uh, Boris is uh, you you think now Boris is co-conspirator number six and not insurrectionist Thomas? Yes. Okay. I I think that that what well if Boris had he has an intricate role in this whole plot. Uh. And um, and the news, you know, I'll be honest with you, Jehoshaphat, that was one of the most entertaining Jeho- uh, morning Je- I- I've seen in a long time. The, the late, the, that was funny. That was funny as hell where he came in late. I don't know if you saw the beginning. It was hilarious. Uh, uh, by the way, we have a correction here. Uh, this is from okay. uh, this is from Brendan. It was Kaiser Wilhelm, not Bismarck, who had the gimp arm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, that would be Brendan serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Kaiser Wilhelm Research Department. Thank you. This is I, okay, this is why this is see. why I love no, this I'm program. Serious. No, this is why I love this program. I mean, can can you see why I'm in? I, I want to make sure that I'm back here in time for air tomorrow because I mean, I, I want to spend my birthday with y'all. We can we can we can have we can have we can have virtual cake, but we're probably still going to be in a hole. So there will there will be no singing of Happy Birthday. Oh, I think I think that that things will work out with that. That's what I suspect. Uh, but now I'm I'm trying to figure out now the uh, Bismarck. Well, what Bismarck and and oh uh, no. Anyway, I'll figure. I'll figure anyway. Yeah, but okay. Uh, yeah. So, they, you know, it, it's just it's just interesting. Uh, but but definitely this morning, um, if you can, I don't know if you DVR, but so Jehoshaphat was late, and it was so funny because he played it off, and it, it, I thought it was funny. It was very jovial. 
program this morning. Yeah, but Joe, but, but Joe was absolutely convinced but, that he was stone cold correct on this one. Well, that's that's the but you I, you know we think we think so I, I would say we think like eight percent. I don't know when politics and stuff. We definitely are on the same plane. I was like. Don't say that. I'm like, are you like, like they were trying to tell him like, all right, it's your program and everything, but think this through. And this is a real thing. You know how, you know, we're the same age and we remember this bomb, bomb, Iran shit. And I remember the hostages. I remember the yellow ribbons. We all do. And we remember the arms for hostages. But, you know, when you're young and you're developmentally not fully right, the first thing to do with somebody slights you is you want to hit them, especially if you have size. You know, all right, take care of this. Yeah, well, there's two components, size and reach. (laughs) If you've got reach. Mm. Right. Ooh, that's a very good nail. You're right. Mm, That's very nice. Yep. So, but then, you know, as as you gain wisdom and such, it's like, wait a minute. Because, they, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's complicated, but it's not. I know we want to, like, well, just bomb Tehran. They've been wanting to do that since we were young people. However, guess what? What we have to deal with now may be not as bad as what we might get. We don't know. And what we're going to do is piss off why, um, do, more people. Why, just like why, why do we, why do, why do people, why do Americans, why does, you know, Jehoshaphat want to, Hellfire missile or Tomahawk cruise missile. Some shopkeeper in Tehran. He's not the problem. No. Neither is the woman who sells flowers. Or the person who has the Rosewater ice cream concession going up the hills into the mountains above Tehran. But there, but 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 if past is prologue, Todd, based on what we did in the Iraq, such as, mm-hmm. those are the people who are going to take it on the chin. Okay, and, and the mullahs and the mullahs, will, the mullahs will be sitting in their hardened bunkers saying, "Just rather dusty down here." They have to have British accents, of course. You understand, because no, you know, exactly. All foreign, all, 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 all the foreign language speakers in English language movies, when they're not dubbed in, have English accents. That's the stage. Just the stage. You know that Elizabethan thing. It, 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 you get the bug right, and that's it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you're. I think that you are exactly right. Uh, because, and then it'll be at a point. See what, see what the, the evil Americans did to you. And all it does is just like in, uh, in Gaza and in Israel and in that area, it's just generating more animosity. Just like we said, we'll be, I didn't think we'd be at war this quickly. I thought it might take a, a month. I didn't know it was going to happen this quickly, but we are in fact at war. And we are in fact at war because Israel just, they made their point. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing I come I keep coming back to, Todd, is that we were what? doing we were doing an awfully good job in Ukraine of not being at war. 
We were, we, yes. No boots on the ground. Nobody get nobody getting yeah. killed by explosive yeah. one way kamikaze drones. The Ukrainians were more than happy to take all the losses because they understand they're defending their own ground. But now here we are bobbing around in the bobbing around in the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf and whatnot. Getting shit thrown at us and little bases in the corner of Jordan and getting shit thrown at us. And there are three African American families that are heartbroken beyond uh, beyond expression. I wonder. I wonder There'll if there'll be more before. I, I, I wonder if well, God, thirty people got sent to the hospital. TBI. That's a big. You know that that's that's major. That's all. You almost want to be dead before you get traumatic brain injury. Anything, you know, we don't even know the extent. And and that's just we're just getting started. We're going to lose a lot more people for. Uh, I hope not. I hope any, any I hope com, I hope common sense prevails. And I hope, like the character Leo said in that clip from The West Wing. We got four good targets. We'll bomb the shit out of them, and then the, and then you know, well, we'll 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 build, rebuild it in six months, and then Leo says, "Well, yeah, okay, we'll bomb them again. Then we're getting pretty good at it. Look at how good we right. got at killing Al Qaeda number two. Hmm. I mean, that I mean, was that you was, know, it's a lot that of was things. the job no one wanted." Okay, you're you know, Al- you're Al Qaeda number two, Ahmed. Oh no no, no no. I'm really no. Ha- I'm not. I'm really, never... really happy down here being an Al Qaeda buck private. Right. I really work at the flower shop. Yeah. Where? I just want to go. I just want to go back to selling rose water ice cream. You ever had rose water ice cream? Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. I've not, but I had the green tea. Uh, is it that rolled ice cream? Can be. Can be. Yeah, there's, there's so many uh, so many good flavors out there. I mean, it's not it's not up there with an uh, Elvis where you get the chocolate ice cream with the bananas and the yellow cake in it. It's not. Oh, but, bananas. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of bananas, I, I'm gonna. I, I don't know if I, I mentioned this before, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But, uh, but you know. Peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Not shabby. Holy shit. Not shabby. What? Are you kidding me? You need something to eat, something to eat that is like real food quickly, or even not quickly. Because once you you have one, it's like, wait a minute, that was pretty good. I, yeah, God help, God help you if the munchies are involved. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Now, oh. I, now the finer points I, of this: bread and butter pickles. I know some people are going to take uh, take exception to that, but bread and butter pickles. I believe that because they're but they are they're they're they're, they're right bread and butter, butter pickles a little bit like I use dill, but now I, I see the potential. Oh, I'm already working on look. I'm working the hot hot pepper flakes. There's all kinds of variations on this. shit. This, this is this is nothing, and and there's so many different ways you can. It sounds nasty, but 
It is delicious. Uh, so, I oh, and by the way, out. Randy Radar says, I like ginger ice cream myself. Oh, that would be good. Oh, hell yeah. As long as it's not Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream, I'm okay. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, okay, so, That's you just know, wrong. I was very disappointed. That is wrong. But, yeah, it is wrong because that's like, you know, what about people with diabetes and, and, you know, they can't process carbohydrates? That's just like, look, look at this beautiful product that you will never be able to have. Like, if you have one spoonful of this, you have to eat it outside of the hospital because they're going to rush you as soon as you digest that. <laughs> <laughs> There's Roxanne chopping up, chopping up another piece of metformin <laughs> making rails. And- <laughs> Yeah, give me the ice cream. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, geez. You know what? Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. Uh, but I was disappointed with when Jehovah's that. I mean, now we know. I mean, I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. There's somebody on that staff. They're they're all up in it. And and that, but they can't stop because the content. You can't fuck with the content. No, but the minute he says, the, the, the minute he says Balkans, no, no politics, <laughs> politics. <laughs> Roxanne was, ta- Roxanne was talking about another entirely different part of Europe. It's the Baltics. I like what you said. It's like, you know, come on. You are really showing your shit. Stop it, man. Come on, anybody. I mean, just a little bit of history. You cannot, that World War One was the most, I mean, it was awful. Balkans. It's like, that's how we get, we're just like we're becoming, Balkanized, separated, mm-hmm. Yugoslav, you see? Yeah, you break them all up into tiny pieces, and pretty soon they want to shoot at each other. Right. See, it's, like these, it it's like these 25 dipshit governors who have signed on That's what I'm talking about. in support That's of Greg exactly Asbot. Come on, come the fuck That's on. Okay, here okay, so just work with me here. You know what? And that segue was too easy. What the fuck are you doing? Sorry. <sighs> twenty years, twenty years. So I mean that was right where I was right what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, you put it you you put it in you put it right over the fat part of the plate. I mean <laughs> I don't think that one's coming back. Uh <laughs> but do any of these dipshit maggot governors think of, uh, far enough down there, yeah, well, we're going to have us a civil war, and we're going to get rid of Joe Biden, and then we're going to be free like we wanted to be. Well, I mean, at least the white folks will be. Like we wanted to be back in 1861. Do any of these dipshit maggot governors think about what's going to happen when states decided? Because these these are these are some bellicose assholes. They love to fight. Look, it's 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 all Ernest T. Bass. Go on, knock a chip off my shoulder. Knock it off. Andy, she called me a creature. Well, just one example. Just one example. Just because speculative. You have an future. example. I do have an example. No. You know the Panhandle of Oklahoma. Yes. Makes it look like, you know, big, like, meat cleaver. Yep. That used to belong to Takes Ass. Right. But 
in the mid-19th century, it was determined that slavery could not extend past that parallel, and so it became a no-man's land between where slavery could take place and where it couldn't. And eventually, it just all, and, and so Texas had to give it up, and they stitched it onto Oklahoma. How long after these maggot states achieved their independence from the great big federal government overreach and that old constitution, how long you reckon until some Texas governor says, you know, I'm tired of looking at our land being under Oklahoma's control. Let's occupy it. I mean, come on. Really? Seriously? It, they they were on the road. That's why I brought. That's that's kind of. That's why I was. I, I, I don't. You know. You you. I don't know the conversation steered. I wanted. I wanted to bring it up anyway. But ten, yeah, yeah. Ten years. Ten years. It. Yeah. Ten years after the founding of Jesus Land, every state therein will be at every other state's throat. Texas will be sending out flotillas against. Against Florida and Florida will be meeting them in but, the middle but, of the Gulf but, of Mexico, and there'll be bombing oil platforms and shit. It'll just it, it'll 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 be the it'll be the it'll be the, oh. it'll be the Persian Persian Gulf with barbecue. But Robin, you understand that there are people who are are entertaining this now as we speak, right? Yes. I mean, I'm not being funny. Okay. Like, like I live in a state that's doing that. This is why we have our own distilleries now. We have two armories. We have ports. And these people are in power. They're sheriffs. They're, you know, they have, uh, they're contemplating. Now, but Texas is different because it's on an international border. And, you know, Texas is too damn big in the first place. But they're, they're kind of serious about this shit. And and they're going to they're going to call it, right? Because what's going to happen? Texas is so large. They have all these counties, and you know, sheriffs have a lot of power, and they're they're going to gin up some support for this. They're like, we don't need that. We have what we need here. It's coming. It's absolute. I I, I can see it. It's, it's like we don't agree with it. So then what the federal government is going to have to do is like, well, they're going to, and, and the common people are the ones that are going to get hurt because they're going to cut off federal when there's a hurricane or tornado. Like, well, sorry, no funding for you. And that's the only way to, to squelch that without, you know, bullets and bombs and stuff. And I'm, I'm really not kidding. These, you know, these folks are serious and, and because they're part of the Tea Party movement. I mean, look at what, did you see what came out today? I, now, Morning Joe broke something I didn't know about. Uh, Isaacoff and the two reporters, Sidney, Sidney Powell, is that her name? Sidney Powell was the, the, the corrupt attorney for Trump. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah the Kraken lawyer, Squidney Powell. Yeah. So it's worse than we thought. Oh, it was way worse. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff that came out. They they caught they got witnesses that showed Lindsey Graham saying, "Oh, thank God he was spilling the beans on Trump." Apparently, he cried. He said, "Oh, it's good to get it out now." But but back to Sidney Powell. 
she she committed some serious crimes, like breaking and entering. She sounded like a plumber, like like she was Gordon Liddy's uh, girlfriend on a crime spree. What do you hear? So you know these folks are serious. And I feel like if they don't like it here, they should go to that Confederate colony in Brazil that still exists. No, they because they got white supremacy there too. They don't, you know, they don't like the natives. They they want to be Castilian, so let them go. They don't have to stay here because you know, America's going to keep changing. They, they, they better get over it. I, I don't understand it. Any of those people in Texas, the people from Central and South America, and I'm glad you brought up the point. A lot of the reason that some of those people are coming here, some of them are, are seeking asylum. Uh, you know, a lot of them, but a lot of it is because of, you know, our policies in terms of corporations and, and what we did, you know, to influence their elections and their economies over the years. And this is just a precipitate of that. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? You, know, you wreck people's society. Well, you know, well, what do you think was going to happen? So, I, I mean, so what? what? What are you supposed to do now? And, and I mean, what do you? What 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 do you do when the circus begins? I mean, they parade all the. They parade all the freaks and clowns out into the center ring, and what do you do when they declare themselves to be a government? Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Because then we have to put up a shut up. So then the National Guard goes down, or... Uh, there'll be an executive order that says, you know, the U.S. Army, and of course, some of them are sympathetic. They're going to be, you know, having rifles leveled against their cousins and brothers and sisters. You know, because like it's it's a big mess. This disinformation. And and and, and and we knew we knew after January sixth that we might be a generation sorting it out. And it's beginning to look more and more like that. By the way, you've touched a nerve with uh, 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 Jessica up in the greater Rochester, Minnesota co-prosperity zone. Oh, my God, Todd. This is a mainstay of my maternal side of the family. People give me all kinds of shit for peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. I might have to make a few for lunch tomorrow. (laughs) I'm a fan. I mean, we talk about the things that matter here. It's a good thing. I, I mean, be, this, you know what? Keep some pickles. Keep some nice cold pickles in the refrigerator. Most people have peanut butter and eat bread. And I'm, look, when you need that, just something that je ne sais quoi of of, of uh, fulfilling a palate. Oh, wow! There's, there's some good. There's, yeah, and I don't. I don't know how somebody. I heard somebody talk about it. I think. I made a really small one, you know, like hors d'oeuvre size. And that's the other thing you can make. Oh, if you have a fancy party, holy shoot. You can make that on the nice toast, you know, without the the crust, pointy toast or whatever on crackers. Uh, if you're entertaining, that's an excellent hors d'oeuvre. 
people will look at it and go, what is that? Next thing you know, it's like, well, there's no war. And that's the best way. We've been wanting. Well, you have, uh, you, um, you good sir, have been awarded a cowbell. For what? Uh, that's from Billable Rick. Sidney Powell was like Gordon Liddy's girlfriend on a crime spree. That was quality. That was high quality. I appreciate that. Well, I'm serious. I heard, I'd never, this came out, this is like from deposition, right? Are, are they as powerful as I'm thinking they are? Or supposed to be? No, not as they think they are. No. Mm. Well, all right. For instance, these people who are being deposed, that testimony can that be used as fact in a future case in court? Yes, that's the whole. That's the whole purpose of a deposition. You put the witness under oath, and you start asking questions. Right. Because all these, like all these, all this stuff is kind of linked, you know. That that's the reason. I mean, I kind of knew that part, but uh, this is. I don't. I don't know why this message is not getting out to just everyday Americans should understand that. It's like there, there's the news that there's shit you hear on TV, but this is this is testimony. This this is under oath. Like these motherfuckers, if they get caught, that's a felony. They're going to prison. Is that not correct? If the system works the way the system's supposed to work, yes. Okay. But we have to. Yeah. We, but, so. we, but we have we have to. And this is where the trouble comes in. Depending on how much trouble they want to be, the Supreme Court has to make the immunity decision before any everything. It, Everything else is frozen in amber right now, pending that immunity decision. What is taking decision. so long? That shit should have been out last week. Why don't you do something about it? Well, there, it's it's a matter it's a matter of due process and equal protection, and I, and and if I want that for me or you or any other American, it has to be extended to Orange Julius Geezer too, and so. You know, the, the, the case comes out, and we'll talk about the D.C. case. The case comes out of D.C., out of, D, out of the D.C. Uh, District Court. It goes to the D.C. Circuit. Jack Smith files saying, skip the circuit, Supremes rule on it, this is important. And again, while I, I understand people's frustration, I also understand what's going on at the court. In Nixon's case, it was a civil matter, and yes, they did allow the D.C. Circuit to, to be leapfrogged, but this is a criminal matter. These are felony charges which have a direct impact on Julius Geezer's liberty. And so consequently, you want to dot every T and cross every I. So that whatever the outcome, you can say within the constitutional framework of this country that we went uh, entirely according to Hoyle, or in this case, Madison. 
And so it comes out of the D.C. Circuit. It goes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has to agree to hear it first. Then they have to establish, even if it's on an expedited basis, they have to establish a briefing schedule. Because at a minimum, the movement, or the petitioner in this case, has to have the right to file their brief, make their argument. All the amicus curiae have to file theirs. Then the respondent files their response brief. And there are time intervals there, even under, even like I said, under an expedited process. And then there's a right of rebuttal that attaches to the petitioner. And there's just no way to make it go fast because it was never designed, Todd, to go fast. Think back to the language of Brown versus Board of Education. You know, every time we get a new right-wing justice, somebody will ask him, do you think Brown versus Board of Education was uh, was decided correctly? Oh, Senator, I can't answer that. <laughs> do you think little black kids should be able to school, go to school with public school with little white kids? Oh, Senator, I can't answer that. That might come up later in another case. <laughs> And Christopher Rufo might not like it. So it's it's it. In Brown versus Board of Education, you get that notorious phrase that schools are to be desegregated with all deliberate speed, which was a poison pill that was mm. baked into the majority opinion. Hmm. And all, and all deliberate speed means all slow speed. I mean, they, they, they could back then they could have used that they could have used that Casey Kasem language with all ponderous speed. Ponderous man, ponderous. <laughs> yeah, that that's like hyper nebulous. So you think then if do you think they're fighting they're arguing over over hypernebulous language before they release this because there's only one right answer. Well, they'll circulate briefs. I'm sure Clap, uh, uh, Fappy and Clarence will circulate a brief saying that they desperately want to suck Donald Trump, Trump's dick. It's a question of how many others sign on and say they want to too. You know, this gang of originalists, it's a question of whether they'll sign off on something saying, ah, you know, we were originalists, but now we're Trumpists. And Ralphs has a question, and it's a valid one. What if the Supreme Court decides not to hear the immunity case? Yeah, that's one of those, I think the odds of that happening are right up there with winning the Powerball. Could, yeah, they, have, could, to, but it they have to hear that one. Well, the thing is, it is a, it is genuinely a case of true constitutional first impression. The yeah. Supreme Court has never, ever, 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 ever been asked to rule on how to go about prosecuting a president of the United States as crooked as a, as a dog's hind leg 
and so crooked that when he finally expires, they'll have to use an auger to screw him into the dirt because he's too crooked to bury. Okay. You know what? They're, they're trying to craft language that will sustain, be, be durable, maybe sustainable, uh, as like if you're writing the Constitution. It has, it has to be cause it has to be right. Whatever they say, they're the Supreme Court. Whatever they say is de jure correct. Because they're speaking, but, but, uh, I mean, to use terms from elsewhere, they're speaking ex cathedra. So they're going they're, they're, they're to be like now, with, now they're, with Brown. They're, are they going to use nebulous language? Because we don't need that. We don't need any any pumice stone argument. We don't need any porous language. Nothing nebulous. I, I agree, but I think the other possibility, and this one just gives me the fan tods and makes my liver quiver mm. is that they decide that they're going to do some sort of Solomonic baby splitting and and issue because they this they have done before remember Bush v. Gore Todd remember how they said well this is our opinion in this case but you can't use it as precedent ever 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 again How did Bush v. Gore work out for a million Iraqis? They can't tell you because they're busy being dead until the sun burns out and goes supernova. And if they pull that limited opinion applicable only to this case horseshit, they will have kicked the can down the road on the question of presidential immunity and it will, and, and and whatever decision they reach in that fashion would probably be favorable to Nitwit Nero. It makes me sick to even think about it. God, we do get off in the weeds, don't we? We do go off into the I, weeds, just, don't we? I, look, <laughs> it's important. This, this affects all of us. This is this is insane. We're we're in an insane place, you know. I, I mean, what what? Oh, then while I'm thinking about this, because I've been wanting to ask you this question for quite some time, um, uh, and and Jehoshaphat, uh, credit credit to him, he he keeps bringing up, you know, the uh, classified documents, you know, state secrets. Now, how much money, right? And that's a big deal because we know he had people, all kinds of people were around. He had them spread out on the table. Chinese nationals around with all types of recording equipment and plane sight. And, and they had to declassify some things because they didn't want to look bad. Remember the PRC you know, spy lady on the grounds at Magaloco? <laughs> that would be the one. She, and she was so giddy. She was like, oh, my God, these stupid motherfuckers. I've got, oh. She was like on Amazon, like, oh, send it now. Drone it. Yeah. Drop it off right here. Oh, please. Quick. Yeah. Yes. $50 extra. I'll pay it. Bring it. She was recording it. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> so, so how much, how much, how many resources and how much money do you think it's going to cost and is costing us to retool our, our, 
our spy, our spy collection. Oh Jesus, we, we, we may we may have to upgrade from Windows for work groups for this shit. Do you understand what I'm asking? Yes. Because I don't hear anybody talking about it. But this is like if somebody found uh, in World War II, they, they find uh, uh, what the Germans' um, coding machine in the submarine. What was that called? Uh, what was, in my mind. Well, the Enigma machine. The, yes. Yeah, they have our Enigma machine, possibly. Well, whoever, because, you know, whoever. Good God, and he's so, you know, and, and Frank, you know, he is definitely not going to be. He's not, he is not, he is not going to be available uh, physically or psychologically. Like, the court system may let him go through. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um. Well, but back to the press, back to the pressing issue of the day, Todd. We're up at the close of the second hour of the program. We got one hundred and seventy-five dollars yeah. to finish off last Friday. Uh, if we do that, we'll probably be looking at something like a nine hundred dollar deficit closing January, unless a miracle happens. Miracles mm-hmm. have been known to happen, but no. The pressing issue of the day. Got a note from Tom. In Sunny San Rafael, peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Robin and Todd, I don't think I've ever had or maybe even heard of that sandwich, but trigger warning for Tracy. When I was a kid, my mom used to sometimes make us peanut butter mayonnaise miracle whip in her house and raisin sandwiches. I haven't had one for at least 45 years. Not sure if I'll ever try it again. (laughs) Well, let's just, I mean... It's, we'll we'll call it dinner time in the Mountain Standard Time Zone. There's only three minutes remaining. That was not a time check uh, in the second hour. Um, everybody's going to get really upset with me. That's weird. But it, it pickle, uh, pick, pick, no, pickle 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 mayonnaise and sardine sandwiches. There, I said it. I could see that. I could see that. I could see it. You know, you, you never know sometimes. You have to experiment. I, I, I was like, this can't. I was like, this, these people are credible, and they're talking about this? And I tried it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. By the way, we've had Uh-oh. some we've had some uh, messages from Arnold and PA. Wow, Todd and I are on the same wavelength. That was like trailer parky Ebonics. <laughs> when I was doing <laughs> Brachine's reading. Uh, they have Biden fixed as somebody in the nursing home unable to fight them. He better back these bitches into a corner. Well, he's not in a nursing home. He's beating the tar out of them every, t- every, every, t- every time they say it with every stupid thing they say. And... Uh, uh, Arnold adds, if he doesn't slap these right-wingers down, this will keep happening. The Supreme Court lets Trump walk, and then he's reelected. Yay. Oh, uh, sorry for that noise. Oh, we, you know, and, and by the way, we have, we have a split in the circuits over pickles, mayonnaise, and sardines. 
this is a thing. Uh, uh, Ralph's offering a one-word response. Blech. Meanwhile, brother, De- <laughs> brother Deacon Asa, <laughs> who is 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 the uh, spirit child of Anthony Bourdain and will eat anything. Hell yeah, bring it. I'm your pickle mayonnaise and sardines huckleberry. <laughs> you you know. Uh, you know, oddly, well, this is the best food show that's not a food show. <laughs> I mean, I think you're right. It's the truth. I mean, this, we don't talk about anything. People don't talk about any food on this show unless it's it's there. Like, it's, it's, it's there ain't no speculation. Like, it's there. Like, with, with the, the trifold pork loin. <laughs> Come on. A week, a week, a week, a week from a week from Saturday, we get to fifty-six degrees. They say there's going to be sunny skies. I don't believe it, but I've calendared. I have calendared. Put the damn smoker together. You, because I just you can't I, wait. I can't stand out there in the rain getting soaked, and then no. <sighs> mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing. Uh, we, uh, you 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 remember you remember your Mary Poppins, don't you? It was, wasn't it? Wasn't you mean, it? The Mary Poppins? Yeah, the Disney classic, wasn't it? Mary Poppins, where they, the, the song "A Spoonful of Sugar Helps the Medicine Go Down." Yeah. Well, that's food porn mixed into a, a, a grave existential crisis for this constitutional republic. <laughs> I think you're right. God, the non sequitur portion right. of my brain is firing on all cylinders. Well, it, otherwise it's just too much. It, you know, we, otherwise it's just too much because we're going to wake up tomorrow and it, it, something. It, okay, it's so not to, be so, good. so tomorrow when we tune in, we'll be listening for some keywords: sardine, bread and butter pickles, possibly raisins. You, do you remember the pivot shortly after the October 7th? It's not shortly, but after, you know, this is post October 7th. Uh, after we had been, oh, yeah, this is after a month. I don't know what's this. Yeah, it may be a month or two. When Joseph had, he, he started to break away from, he, it wasn't as, as, as hard line. He started to see the nuance, and it was short. I think now it was shortly after we started talking about the difference of the nomenclature, because they used to say illegal settlements on the news, and it just got shortened to settlements, which it's a huge difference. Because you know, honestly, it got me thinking, and I'm not trying to equivocate because it's just everybody over there is crazy now. It's just too much. But were were some of those people actually in Israel or not, or were they in no man's land? Like literally, I'm not being funny. Are some of those communities in Israel proper, or are they literally squatting? Oh, see, there was there, there was a, there was a story. Uh, I saw it last night. I think the defense minister, the Israeli defense minister, Gallant, said, mm-hmm. "Well, we're going to establish a one-mile border, a, a, a buffer zone inside Gaza, but we're not going to let these wild-eyed assholes build any settlements." Sure you're not. 
They'll build them anyway, dipshit. Right. Uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, it's, it's, just, it's unfortunate. You know, it's just sad. It's sad for everyone. It, it really is. And, um, this, unfortunately, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. And I think the nation state of Israel, uh, the, the, the people who are running things there now, they need to understand that their actions have world repercussions. You know, it's not just about them. And we're going to, I don't understand why do they need our help now? For what? They had the best technology. You know, they have access to funds. People are willing to fund them. So it, it's almost like if you have an adult family member living under your roof for, you know, some time and you see things aren't, there's no movement. And maybe they're paying you a little bit a month just, you know, just because. And at some point, you know what, you take that money, you save it for them. And then 30 days before you kick them out, you say, well, you know, it's time for you to be out on your own now. And, you know, you've been giving us $25 a week or a month or whatever, and we actually have been saving that for you. So you can take that, but, you know, 30 days from today, you have to go. Because we don't want to be complicit down the road. You know, just like we talked about Jordanians and Lebanese folks and uh, Iranians. All those folks live here. They have family members who live here. You see? Yes. And you see, and, and I understand Israel definitely has a right to protect themselves, but they made their point. And they've, they've proven that they're not trustworthy. And just like you had some corrupt UN people, they're corrupt uh, IDF folks who are war, war monsters and, and, and massacre people. You know, so does that mean you get rid of the whole army? No. You know, and, and you apply some logic to this situation. You know, it, this is this is bad news. This is bad news. And this, this, and, and some, one other thing people don't talk about, one of the reasons that Israel has been a perpetual violation of UN sanctions and rules is that they've not been honoring the right to return. And that's why a lot of these Palestinians are staying in their bombed out houses or apartments because it's like, well, if we leave, we'll never be able to come back. They did, you know, they keep doing it. But it doesn't really matter. If you want to see a Palestinian, you gotta, I guess you'll have to go to the Academy of Natural Sciences or Smithsonian. And, you know, yeah, may, well, yeah, there, there, there may be like a diorama. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Or, or one of those interpretive historical presentations. You know, I mean, I saw one, you know. I was down in uh, I was down in Waco many years ago, and went to the Natural History Museum of uh, Baylor University, which was absolutely delightful. And there was a diorama. Yeah, we're all shiny. Of a, there was, I mean, there was a, there was a, there was a, a, a mock-up of a full-size mastodon drowning in a tar pit and bellowing to an uncaring sky. 
and there were some ancient indigenous Americans, you know, shown with their with their their their, their shelter and and their fire and behold, right? They had their little wooden spear. They were trying to harvest the buffalo. I remember. I remember a store exactly. I remember, or maybe they were eating the mastodon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they were contemporary. Oh, and I'm sorry, the mastodon. Right. But I remember a story from years ago. Uh, a, a, a a sociologist and an anthropologist who was working in Central America on some Mayan sites. And she was meeting with the locals. I don't know if they were Hondurans, Mexicans, Guatemalans. And she was talking about, you know, the Mayans did this, the Mayans did that, the Mayans built these beautiful pyramids. And she was talking to Mayan people. And they looked at her and said, what happened to these Mayans? And she said in that moment, she realized the idea of cultural erasure is broader than what we think. Because, of course, the people asking her what happened to the Mayans were the Mayans. What? A, yeah, Grandma, what happened to the Palestinians? What Palestinians? What? I mean, oh, fully, let's go to yeah. Fully, you know, fully one percent of the Gazan population has been slaughtered now. That's sobering, I, isn't it? I, I mean, it, it is. You know, it's just. It's just really sad. Uh, all those, and it's mostly women and children. That's the thing. You know, I, I mean, it, it, the nation state acts like they don't understand how politics works, especially in an impoverished area. And in fact, I think a good a good paradigm, a good model would be look at the Italians and the black hand, the mob, and and that scenario actually plays out with. A lot of immigrant communities here, because you don't speak the, they don't speak the, the general language, so they only trust people that speak the language, and we're in power because they can get them housing, jobs. I mean, this, this is this is old. So there's a reason that uh, Hamas gained control of God. I mean, where do they go? What side do you go? And plus, it probably is probably a gunpoint. But most of those people, if you see them interviewed, they just they they just want to get along. They're going to university. They're going to school. Can you, can you imagine trying to function in that kind of environment? No. And they, a lot of them speak English. They're polylingual. They speak English. They, I mean, it's just crazy. Well, remember, remember the guy. The, remember the guys who were shot over the holidays. Here in Merca, were students from the Quaker school in the West Bank. Right. I'm yep. guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. 
the Quaker school was not teaching them how to be bloodthirsty Hamas operatives. Is, is that a safe guess? I would, I would say I mean, so. You've attended a Quaker school. Well, that's true. I mean, and, did, did, you know, did, did you ever did you ever have like a one semester mini course in dynamite belts? The worst thing you can do in a Quaker school is fight and steal. Any type of violence, you're out. Theft, you're out. Lying, and you might get one chance. Um, yeah, they they're low key, but they don't put up with a lot of they. You know, they don't want you around to be your shit. They sure, you they sure as shit bounced Annette's great 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 grandfather out of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and ask, they had it going on. Ask, That's a mess of mess stuff. Ask me why. What was the infraction? Well, for starters, he was letting the black folks sit at the table and eat with the white folks out at his farm. Oh boy. And the second oh. part the second part, and this was probably the more serious one. He said he wasn't real sure about Jesus being the Son of God. And with that, you get the Sheldon Leonard line from It's a Wonderful Life. All right, out you pixies go. <laughs> through the window or through the door, I don't care. Well, those are those Southern Quakers. Those are those South Philly Quakers. I'm sorry. <laughs> South Philly Quakers. <laughs> you know, the ones that throw they, the they fucking... Hard. Yeah. yeah! The ones that threw the batteries. Yeah! They're a little right wing. They got a little right wing tinge to them. Yeah. That's the hard hat. That's the hard hat. The further north you get, the little more civilized. Yeah, come on, look at it. They're just down there in that brackish water, man. It's low. They're hardcore. They brawl. Yeah, down there at the mouth of the Delaware. <laughs> oh hell yeah, and they and they did. I mean, when I was there in two thousand, I want to go back to Philly so bad. I I, I want to redeem myself for that god awful pork loin sandwich with the broccolini and the aged provolone. Ugh. Ugh. I will. Yeah, I will. I, I will exercise that demon by going back to the ramen shop. Just around the corner from oh, the convention center. But, it has changed since you were there. But the, uh, I mean, that was, two, that was July 2019. I guess it has. That was coming up on five years ago. Time flies. But yeah, that uh, she was just sending me stories while I was there because I was walking around, you know, smack dab in the middle of her history, and. She sends me this story about this one Bartram lady who lived right down there where I was walking around, just around the corner from, you know, from Penn and that Quaker meeting house, who one day she just stepped out, she was sweeping her stoop, and a guy just came and beat the, beat her to death. Hmm. It was horrifying. Why? Because she got beaten to death. Oh, you mean why did Damn. he? No, he, he was just a bad yeah. animal. Yeah, he was a psycho. Yeah. 
Well, hmm. and of course, there's that great, big, uh, there's that great big monument to what the potato famine. Yeah, that thing's beautiful. Oh, there's all kinds. There's, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I didn't get to go yeah, to the little house it, where uh, Ben and Tom and John hung out and drafted that little pamphlet. Oh, by the way, I want to go back to the previous topic of uh, Texas and the National Guard. Irish Dave asked a really great question a little bit ago. How much do you think this will cost the taxpayers of Texas? Basically, during full-time National Guard duty, federal funding pays. And during state active duty, National Guard members are paid by the state funds. Part-time duty is also paid by state funding. So... Uh, the, 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 the folks in Texas are on the hook for all of this unconstitutional stupidity. What do you want to bet when they finally do get slapped down, they submit a bill? Mm. Just saying. Uh, it's billable, Rick. You. Oh, the llama. The llama is suffering. Didn't the Southern Quakers throw the first brick at Stonewall? <laughs> okay. Well, maybe oh, a Stonewall. There's a brick wall around the Quaker meeting house there. Yeah. <sighs> oh, boy. Peaceful places. Peaceful places. And by the way, Lou, Lou and PA said Todd's recipes sound more explosive than any dynamite belt. Oh God! Well, they're in, but but they're in running I, Central I, Market. You got the you, you got that Amish outfit. I mean, and and all they're they're just about pickles. I don't uh, know that's their thing. I don't know if they had any bread and butters though. See, uh, I don't know. It, you know, now they have some different. After the pandemic, it was shut. Like I, I, I mean, I can see why some people are irritated because literally, see, it was shut down. Like, we didn't have to shut down down here like they had there. Like, a lot of places went out of business. Um, even downtown. But, you know, things are back now. But um, down there on Market Street, you, you know, the smaller places usually, the, the terminal market, you know, they used to have, I don't know, it changed. It changed. Now, it's been there forever. Obviously, we had a background story on that. But, uh, you know, a lot of the smaller places are better. You can walk around and just, you know, get some street food. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Arnold said that that was a blast because Arnold and I walked around that whole area. It was like 1 o'clock at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. We had a hoot. Oh, wow. So did you walk by the guitar at, uh, at Market Street? Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think we did because a lot of the a lot of the places were shutting down because it was late. But we were just you know checking out the late night scene. And Chris and I went to some went to that ramen shop, and then we went to the the truly truly amazing uh, Chinese place and had beautiful dim sum. You know, I think a Korean place. Oh, it was so good. The Asian, yeah, Chinatown's got some really good food. Philly's Chinatown is no slouch. Mm Mm-mm. 
I think it's actually it's really nice. And it stays open late. I'll probably mm-hmm. get some hell for this, but I think it's personally, I think food wise, it's better than DC's Chinatown. Wow, that's a big compliment. But I, I like it. They have, you know, there's some good noodle houses. It, you know, and there's some Chinese supermarkets, and, and they sell. That's the first place I ever got like tofu in bulk. Because the restaurant tours go there, you can just get a big ass hunk of tofu, live fish, um, vegetables, tea, all kinds of good. Yeah, I told you that story. Yeah, a bunch of tea. I feel like tea. Holy cow. Um, yeah, you know, it's just the culture is good. Culture is good. But and this is this is this is so profound. This is a note I just got in from Brendan. And wow, does this hit. For me, the ultimate basis for striving for and achieving peace is that all of the policies and actions of the Zionist Lebensraumers and the Muslim martyrists is that some children on both sides will grow up to be monsters. The whole world may pay for this failure to make peace. I saw this growing up. I saw this happen growing up. In Northern Ireland. Whoa. That, Did you say Northern Ireland? Northern Ireland. That. That. Little Catholic monsters, little Protestant monsters. Mm. And the only thing they have in common is their monstrosity. Mm. Uh, I, I was always fascinated by that struggle. Because I had a lot of, I had a whole, a, lot, a bunch of Irish friends. You know, a lot of Irish people don't like black folks, but my, my friends, you know, we, and I could tell, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I understand Jerry Adams. And I understand that, that, because you remember, like, if you know anybody Irish, they'll tell you, especially straight off the boat, they'll, they'll say, well, you know, we're, we're like the niggers of Europe. That's, that's the way they feel. Northern Ireland, you know, and, and it's just. I mean, I understand. Know, I understand. I understand the urge for a unified for a unified island. But I also, but I also understand the distrust of you know Catholic majority, Protestant minority, rights being trampled. But the Irish state, well, they had enough comp. You know the. There are more. There are more rights being acknowledged there, and frankly, Northern Ireland under uh, you know under under these toxic Tories is it is in the same conundrum that uh, that the UK is under relative to Brexit. It's just dumb. And mm-hmm. and, and you know what? I have not given nearly attention enough and more to the point praise enough Todd uh, to Germany of late the mm. fact that there was a huge fascist scandal that uh, that that heavily featured the alternative für Deutschland far right you know polite Nazi party and they got caught planning an ethnic cleansing of Germany 
and there were billionaires and financiers involved, and oh, it was disgusting. What are you talking about, real time? Yeah, in the last couple of weeks. Damn. The story broke, and decent German people had a fit, Todd. I mean, they were out in every German town and city, literally in millions, saying no to fascism. An unequivocal no. And that deserves to be remarked upon and praised. They kind of set a standard. You know what? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if the United States could respond to fascism the same damn way? No, we like it too much. No, we like fascism. Yeah, some do. I'm not so crazy about it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Well, if you, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I, think... you, I don't know if you saw this, but this is fascist. And yes, I'm going there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going there. She's going to talk about it again. Is it is this fashionable or is this fascist or? Oh, look, it's both. It's a dessert topping. It's a floor wax. (laughs) But uh, in the last day or so in Florida, the fascists there have decided that anybody who changed their gender marker on their driver's license is now criminally liable for fraud. Now, granted, this is this is a classic example of what the Constitution bans in the form of an ex post facto law. You cannot make an act that was legal, criminal, after the fact. But it doesn't matter. And so they've gone apeshit bananas with their bathroom potty bills and their, 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 their the, the absolute right-wing conviction... Of people like Christian and Bridget Ziegler, that there are just the awesomest sex part trans sex parties in the world going on in women's bathrooms. God, they're gross. God, they're sick. God, they're perverted. And so Florida is now saying. Like- Florida is now saying that it will not recognize a birth certificate that has been amended to change a gender marker or a driver's license that has been amended to change a gender marker and that no one may have that done going forward. Where is that, Florida? Yeah. So Ooh, that's my so they're, they're, uh, they're basically saying that trans Floridians can't operate a motor vehicle upon the roads of the state of Florida They've already said that trans people can't fly into or out of Florida if they intend to, at any point in time, take a pee or a dump. Well, what's the point in going through all the trouble? It's not going to work. Well, what, 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 what happened? What happened in 1933? What was one of the? Well, what, actually, what, that's what, what I was, was about what, to say. What was the reason? No, what was the right, reason? Like what was the reason that no marginalized communities could run like hell from the Third Reich? Because just just like just like because they happened, limited like, because they lim- uh, the Nazis limited their freedom of movement. 
And that's it. And not only that, you're marked. You got you got an ID on you now. You're marked. You know you're a target. So, I mean, you know, that's my stuff. Well, it now, is, and and, and, and after, and the after that, court, that's and, a Supreme Court case. But now, because because licenses might be deemed fraudulent, you're going to have to come up with some methodology there in Florida, whereby you can tell who's trans and who isn't. But if you have a fraudulent driver's license, how are you supposed to get auto insurance? Well, there's that. But again, work with me here. Once you've limited freedom of movement and people might be driving on fraudulent licenses, the best way to make sure that nobody can is to make them have some sort of indicia of the fact that... So maybe, oh, I don't know. We have Velcro now. You don't actually have to stitch it onto your clothing. You can just you can just Velcro a pink triangle onto the left breast. Of well, your that's shirt. exactly that, that's exactly what it sounds like. You have to walk around with the with the star on it. And see, they did that here in my state yesterday. They introduced a women's bill of rights. Wait a minute, that's messed up. So, what happens late at night when you get some weirdo, you know, like a bigoted. Uh, Trooper, and they, because you know, now with the licenses, they're, they're the barcodes and every, everything. So they got, they know everything about you and they scan that. Mm-hmm. So that's fucked up. Hmm. And the only thing, uh, the only recourse a trans person has is to change their gender marker with Social Security and then go and get a United States passport and do it before the presidential election. That sounds like a big mess. If you're close to needing to re-up it, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, do it. That's part of the reason I was in Beckley today. Because, again, yesterday, they introduced a potty bill that says, for instance, if I... And it's not law yet, and and all the caveats that apply, but... uh, when I go down to give them hell in a public comment hearing in Charleston, I can't use the ladies' room. And so uh, the, 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 the irony, of, and, and make West Virginia big old Governor Jim Justice and Baby Dog said, in no way, shape, form, or fashion are we not going to pass this here Women's Bill of Rights. Now, now, bear in mind, this don't give no woman no right to control the workings of her own body if it has to do with her hoo-hoo. But it makes sure that she don't have to go pee-pee with no tranny in the potty. It was foisted upon West Virginia state government by a creepy-ass tax-exempt grift called the Independent Women's Forum, which is anything but independent. It's just a right-wing chop shop. But I'm sure they passed out some paydays or maybe had a a booze and shrimp reception for the maggot members of the House. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, did the Supreme Court already hear something that, that deals with discrimination? Uh, because that sounds like a Supreme Court case coming. It is. Because, again, it's a matter of constitutional law. The, yeah. uh, the, the among other things, the uh, full faith and credit clause, which has nothing to do with money. So that, and and look, Florida has done this. I, we're nowhere near the end of this legislative session. I expect to see this in West Virginia. And even if it doesn't pass. Even if even if these things don't pass, and I'm not talking just about this, they are bad for people's mental health. It is hard to go through day after day after day of constant existential assaults on one's right to exist. And to have that blathered about day in and day out in the halls of government. A government that spends You sound its time like a Negro. Sounds Negro to me. I'm not going to push back, but it is exhausting, and it and and it ill suits the role of government to spend any time at all trying to curtail the rights of otherwise law-abiding citizens. That's not governance. That's just hate. And so uh, while I was. Gotcha. While I, while I was happy to announce that, that I was told that the 2,500 feet of a school rule and the you-can't-be-seen-in-public law would, would die in committee, yay, but it'll be back next year. It'll be back until, it'll be back until someone teaches them the lesson not to do this. And the only people that can do that are the voters. And the voters seem eminently happy to send these creeps To Charleston, or to Tallahassee, or to Montgomery, or to Jackson, Mississippi, or to Atlanta, Georgia, or 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 Nashville, Tennessee, or Little Rock, Arkansas, or Austin, Texas, or Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And the reason I mention this is because if we talk about something as dumb and odious as nullification. In the context of Greg Asbot and Dan Patrick, not the interesting one, uh, and the the southern border, we are ill-served if we do not also understand that nullification is in play in other areas as well. I am I am furiously I don't I mean not I don't mean like angrily but I mean uh, with real urgency. I am now working on getting my Alabama birth certificate amended. Before they declare that to be illegal, and they come into session in March. Well, okay, so I don't know how Alabama is, but that's supposed to be online. It's almost everybody's. I mean, that's online. No, 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 no. I know what I have to do. 
Okay. I, I have to pull together all of my documentation, my name change, uh, my passport, my uh, gender marker, social security. I have to obtain a sworn signed statement from a physician saying that I have been permanently and irretrievably altered in my genitals. It's sickening. And then I have to, then then it has to be. Oh, (laughs) shit. I'm sorry. It's like, I can't go back. What the hell? Wait, wait, wait. And then it has to go before a judge. That's a little bit personal. To be ruled upon. It's not a little bit personal. It's a lot personal. That seems demeaning. In civilized states, you walk into the Department of Vital Statistics, you sign a sworn affidavit of your gender, and they change your birth certificate. Yeah. I mean, that's basically California. I think it's almost that simple in Michigan. Micah can tell me otherwise if, if I'm wrong. But it's, it's simple in states that are, not, that are not governmentally engaged in hate. Oh, and just in case you're wondering, since I mentioned Alabama, I saw a story earlier today, and it just happens to come from my hometown. <laughs> yep. Um, the head, not just one of the judges, but the head of the 11th Judicial Circuit in Alabama which includes the county where I was born and raised. The head judge of the 11th Circuit has now been arrested on multiple charges, 16 counts of misuse of office for personal gain or the gain of family members, one count of making a false representation to the examiners of public accounts, and one count of perjury. This is a circuit judge. This is a man who has sent people to the death chamber. And by the way, recently the state of Alabama did succeed in using a novel, never-before-used method of uh, state-sponsored murder on on a horrible, horrible man whom they suffocated to death for 22 minutes. I'm glad you brought that up. He was supposed to be dead in seconds, just a few minutes tops. Instead, he writhed and flopped like a fish out of water, strapped to his gurney as spasms overtook his body. I mean, they were using nitrogen gas, for fuck's sake. What What causes the bends, Todd? That's what I was about to say, Rob. That's exactly. I'm like, wait a minute. They're inducing the bet. Like, remember, I used to want to be an oceanographer. I'm, I'm a very like I have lifeguard certification. All that. As soon as I was like well, nitrogen, how come nobody in the pre- I've not seen that once? They're inducing the bend. It's like, wait a minute. I don't. Why don't they just use fentanyl? 
You don't have to pay for it. Well, it's no, everywhere. You <laughs> no, you can't. The state of Alabama can't go on. Uh, it can't go uh, uh, out on the street and just buy some street fentanyl. It doesn't work that way. We'll go to the evidence room. And that's still street fentanyl, and there's a chain of custody involved, and you don't want to <laughs> and you don't want to fuck up the criminal case because you want to use that evidence to kill the next dude and induce the bends on him. The whole case just tore me the hell up, not because I had any sympathy for the killer, but because I knew I, I knew when I was young the other boy that they executed by 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 horizontal crucifixion. And I cried because not 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 because well first of all both of these assholes were judged by a jury and the jury by eleven to one came back and said life without parole because they were white. But the judge overruled them and sided with the one jury who said nah, kill their ass. I'm sure and and again no sympathy for the murderer. But we do have a constitution in this country that says no cruel and unusual punishment. And even that is twisted lawyer language like what we were talking about earlier. You can have a punishment that's cruel but not unusual. You can have a punishment that's unusual but not cruel. <laughs> but not cruel. <laughs> and those are just aces with the Supreme Court and the Constitution. It's only if you get to cruel and unusual that it becomes unconstitutional. And there are not enough people on the Supreme Court of the United States who think it's cruel and unusual to induce the goddamn bends. I, I couldn't get over that. And I, watch I a human like, a being I flop around for 22 minutes in abject agony. Nope, not cruel or unusual. You know, the uh, so-called liberal wing of the court was reliable in this regard. Judges Sotomayor and Kagan and Brown Jackson all said that this was cruel and unusual and, well, barbaric. I mean, there was no medical testimony, phys human medical testimony on this, because there's never been any human in, in, there's never been any human in, experimentation to see how long it takes to kill somebody it, with the bends. However, they did anybody who scuba dives. You know how, that shit. This how, is like, wait yeah, a minute. How, the yeah, however, they did have the statement of the American Veterinary Medicine Association who said, oh, no, never use this on any mammal bigger than a pig. Mm. You want to gas a chicken, <laughs> gas the chicken. Mm. Don't use this on a pig or anything bigger. Mm. It's disgusting and it's wrong. And it broke me up. And now Alabama's all about it. Hey, when do we get to when do we get to give somebody else the bends? So anyway, back to the judge in Lauderdale County, Alabama. I, yeah, it's hard for me to get past that because I, I mean I, that that is just asinine. Like it's, they're going to get in trouble for that shit. That, at some point, every I mean, if I, everybody can understand that. I'm not that brilliant. That was the first thing I, when I said, I said, nitrogen. I think they're giving him the pen. When people went to a lot of trouble to have decompression chambers of motherfuckers don't get the pen. I, 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 it's, it's true. 
I mean, see, what and, is and, wrong with these people? And and it's a classic case of that thing they teach you when you're having your first, you know, your first little demi toss of espresso in law school. Hard cases make bad law. And this is a hard case because there's no way you can look at the, the underlying fact pattern of the crime involved and not go. There's nothing bad enough for this fucker. Because it was horrid. And, of course, it was a good God-fearing man of God, a gospel sharp, who paid these boys $1,000, I think, apiece to kill her so for her insurance money. So, you know, there was, there was, there was nothing... There was, well, just one more thing. Please, let me say this. At, well, most of us at a certain age, but just it's just real quick. But which we call it when you get examined for polyps, colon cancer, you get you know, cold, you know, colostomy. Uh, you know, when they have to take the no, uh, yeah, I know. You're, no, you're talking about the uh, steel eel, right? So propofil will do the job. But all you do is just go to sleep. Your heart will stop. You just go to sleep. But the problem is they can't buy that because it, because the drug manufacturers consider it to be unethical to use their drugs to deliberately kill people, despite the fact that you know bathtub fentanyl is doing a pretty damn good job. And so these uh, these uh, you know these these states, they're, these bloodthirsty states, are desperate to find, you know just Jesus Christ, put a bullet through his head. <laughs> the whole thing is just. Yeah, exactly. You know, ten guys. Yeah, I mean, one, ten guys. One of them has a blank, so nobody knows who fired the kill shot. Of course, in a place like Alabama, you'd, you'd, they'd be the, the shooters would be sitting around afterward, you know, drinking a bud, drinking a Budweiser. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a good shot. I, you know what? I can shoot the eye out of a squirrel at a hundred yards. I know I was the one that got him. <laughs> I'm fucking cool. You know the line. There'd be a line like all the way around the Capitol. People waiting in line. Oh, if the there no, if if there was a volunteer line for executing <laughs> black black men in Alabama, shit, you'd have to have a lottery. But anyway, back to our back to our crooked judge. <laughs> he used fifty thousand dollars. There's a punchline here. There's a genuine Mark Twain snapper for this one. He used fifty thousand dollars to hire his kid. Uh, to work for him there in the courthouse. I think that might have been the first clue. But then he used other money to reimburse himself for his own vacations. Uh, he went on a ski trip to Montana Stan. He went on a beach vacation. I'll bet he went to the Redneck Riviera. He went on a cycling journey across three states. And he went on a visit to, and I'm going to need some Michigan expertise here. He went on a, he went on a visit to Saint Ignace, Michigan, as well as Mackinac Island. Who? And, and then he, and then he built, and then he built the state of Alabama for trips he didn't take to places like Reno, Nevada, Duck Key, Florida. Oh no, Mackinac Island, Michigan. And variously within Alabama, so he was he's alleged to be and and, and not only that he he submitted mileage and per diem. <laughs> so he, was, <laughs> he was double dipping that shit. 
And he's he's potentially he's potentially looking at being in the Alabama prison system that he has sent ever so many poor, undereducated people oh to be warehoused in. He's sixty one years old and he's looking at maybe getting out when he's eighty one. His name is the honor his name is the honorable Gil Self. And here's the Mark Twain snapper. I played football with him. He's already sixty one. I'll be sixty one tomorrow. You played football with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said he's from your town. Oh my god. Yeah. So, and from a prominent family. It's not like... Okay, this is the nice school you went to, the, the nice new school you went to. Uh, I think no, he, went, he went to Coffee. I went to Bradshaw. Bradshaw was the nice new school. You went to one with the nice equipment. Yeah. Co- uh, Coffee was the one where all the, where all, where all the, the old families of Florence went. So uh, uh, the irony, because it's not like he didn't have the money to take those trips on his own, but why do that when you can make the rubes in the state of Alabama pay for it? Corrupt. Yeah. Corrupt. And see, and see, it won't yeah. ha- it won't happen. But every case that he uh, that he sat as judge on should be immediately criminal case should be immediately subjected to judicial review. It's disgusting. Because, so, so how was he passing judgment? How many decades was because judges stay in? He's probably on there for twenty. Well, uh, well no, he he, uh, he became chief judge of the Eleventh Circuit, I think, in twenty twenty. He did all that in three years. Oh, he couldn't wait. Jesus. Oh, he must be. Wait a minute. I know what happened. He is Clarence Thomas's long lost white cousin. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't. He just didn't. He didn't have a heart. He didn't have a har har to really give him the good shit. The <laughs> good Okay, we we are mistaken. We are mistaken, Todd. Uh, Roger writes uh, and says the bends. The bends are caused by nitrogen becoming a gas inside the body due to pressure reduction. The use of a mask to suffocate a person is not the bends, as it will not cause nitrogen bubbles to develop in the bloodstream. It does, however, apparently cause okay. one, cause one to suffer uh, profound agony, trying to die for some twenty-two minutes. Uh, Oh, and by the way, Randy Radar informs us, now Ahia, the Buckeye State, wants to use the same nitrogen gas method. Steve in New York asking, HWJK, how would Jesus kill? But these aren't Christians. They're something, but they're not Christians. They're just bloodthirsty, no. mani- they're just bloodthirsty maniacs with Bibles that they've never read. Uh, Steve says, St. Ignace, I've been there. It's right across the Mackinac Bridge, the first exit in the Upper Peninsula. Huh. 
is it known for something? I mean, is there a shrine there? Is it, uh, can you get a can you get a piece of toast with the Virgin Mary's face on it or something? I, I don't know. Uh, yes, Matt in San Francisco. See, there are moments when I tell these stories on this program, and people in civilized parts of the country sit there. No offense, Matt. Like a calf looking at a new gate, because you just can't believe it's that barbaric in the United States of America. But subject line, vaginal judge? So a judge needs to rule on people's vaginas? And vulvas. Is that going to require the judge to have a medical degree, or would a porn addiction suffice? Oh, score. Does this fall under the judiciary branch? Or would it be Health and Human Services? Are courtroom proceedings open to the public? Pubic? I mean, public? My head is spinning. Yeah. You know, okay, Matt, this is a little bit of craziness, but I, I, sit, I think about things like this, like the birth certificate bullshit and stuff. You know what we need? And, and I haven't even begun to flesh this out. But... We need civilized states that are enacting legislation for the protection of trans lives to create some mechanism whereby trans people who need to change their birth certificates can be adopted in a civilized state and granted an entirely brand new certificate of live birth. Oh, you want to balkanize the state, and everybody will gravitate toward that. Those states. Well, did, well, no, I'm not balkanizing the states. No, I know. See I'm what being, I did I'm there? Tongue in cheek. No, I know, but I know. I heard but, but some mechanism whereby 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 people can be safe. People just need to treat people like they want to be treated. Ken Ken Paxton, the the repeatedly indicted uh, on felony charges Attorney General of Texas, is investigating trans people. And he recently sent out, as part of his investigation, subpoenas to medical facilities in the state of Georgia. He's spending time and, and taxpayer money on that stupid shit. Yeah. The attorney general in Tennessee oh, subpoenaed Vanderbilt University's medical system, which just happens to have a clinic that provides transgender care of everyone who has ever received transgender care at that facility in Tennessee. The extreme. Not to worry about prenatal care. It, well, because Jesus uh, and, 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 and people who had their. Medical information involuntarily disclosed are suing the living bee Jesus out of Vanderbilt for giving up the information in contravention of, wait for it, HIPAA. HIPAA, yeah. Uh, And as as to how to rub out a person in the name of the state, uh, Wave just wrote and said, that's what we said. Hey, Todd. Me and my new friend Mike just yelled, use a bullet. We got plenty of them. Also acceptable. Chlorine, phosphagene, carbon dioxide, fentanyl, liquid nitrogen. Nitrogen, all of these will work. Shout out to Duck Key, rich and beautiful. 
That judge is old Clarence's Eskimo brother with old Virginia Thomas. <laughs> she is old. Oh, God. I told you, you know, I said at the beginning of the program this is going to be wacky, and we haven't even gotten to all the wacky. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left. You want to you want to hear uh, marginal trailer queen loser shit today? I, I will, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna listen offline. I'm gonna listen to the radio. Uh, but uh, you know what? Um, everybody, you know what? If you hadn't contributed, doesn't matter if you're new, old, whatever. The first time's the best. So come on with it. Thank you. And, and Thank Robin, you. You, yeah, you're doing a great job. And, and um, you know, respect people and treat people the way you want to be treated. Like, I don't really understand, you know, wh- how you got where you are. You know, because when, you know, when we started talking, you weren't, you know, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Treat people the way you want to be treated. If more people did that, you know, we I think there's a book. I think there's a book that they claim to revere that actually says that, isn't there? I thought so. I, I thought so, but apparently, I don't. I don't know. I guess literacy. That's what it comes down to. Can you read? Mm. Mm, can you can you read for comprehension? Yes. But yeah, yeah you're right. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run marginal trailer queen. No, this conversation has been too good to close it on that kind of dumbassery. But I thank you for what you said. If we can raise, if we can bring in 175 bucks, we'll be done with funding for last week, and it'll leave us fully funded for everything but three days at the end of January. And honestly, I'm not kidding. There's a lot riding on this. A whole lot riding on this. When is the anniversary, your anniversary again? Uh, it is in uh, five days. It'll actually fa- it'll actually okay. fall on a Sunday. We will uh, we will uh, celebrate it to the extent we celebrate it uh, on the following Monday, the fifth. You know what? And your parts got got there in time for your uh, for your acorn. I won't be put together by then, but. Because it's going to be nothing but shit from here on. <laughs> Never mind. It's, Jan- it's January with January weather. At least, at, at least it's not two degrees and two feet of snow. I'll take the win. But but your SADS calendar would indicate that you're on upswing. My SADS calendar would indicate that if certain if if if, if certain people would stop being weird to me, it would be. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Out of here. Well, you take care. I'm gonna. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. We'll see you later. You have a good night, my friend. All right. You too. Bye. And so that's the program. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, you, Steve, you're absolutely right. It's about one word. Acceptance. Absolutely true. Birth certificates. Lee in New York says, remember, Bill Maher got Nitwit Nero's birth certificate to prove Nitwit Nero's father was not an orangutan. Uh, 
obligatory Star Trek reference, consider changing your, your race to Medusan. They do not have gender. Oh, no, no. I like having gender. I love having gender. I do not want... No, no, no. I'm not one of these... Gen, I'm not one of these gender abolitionists because people like me are the ones who wind up taking it on the chin in those circumstances. I love being a girl. I love being a woman. It's what I've felt like. It's what I've been since I attained consciousness. That was a long struggle, Lee. But thank you, each and every one of you. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our challenge makers, our challenge responders, our a la carte contributors. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to uh, our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Love that Bourdain t-shirt. I knew I was right. Remember, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave comments, reviews even if you want to. Talk about how much you like the program. The algorithms like it too. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. I have a birthday fundraiser up for Coal River Mountain Watch. I do it every year. They do amazing work, and I'm proud to have been associated and affiliated with them for as long as I have. And we're about a third of the way there. It'll stay going for about a week or so. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your RSV vaccine. Get your flu shot. We're not out of the teeth of winter yet. It's still going around. Wear your mask, especially if you're around maggots. or larger groups of anyone, really. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you possibly can. And, well, if a uh, super genius from Oklahoma, Stan, comes babbling towards you talking about how Alanis Morissette done predicted this with her song, Isn't It Ironic? And no, there will be no singing. I'll avoid Representative Burchine like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later. <laughs>